guys, it's your host Johanna and welcome back to another episode of the Teenage Canvas Podcast. So, on this week's episode, I have invited my, we can say primary school until now, good friend. Her name is Kavina, so please welcome her on the show. Hello. Hi, how are you doing? Mm, I'm doing good today, yeah. <laughs> okay, so Kavina is actually a psychology student who is currently studying her second semester, right? Yeah, it's my second semester. Yeah, se- second semester in Inti. Yeah. Kavina, being a psychology student isn't really that easy, right? Um, I cannot really say so far because like, I only took like one psychology course. Yeah. So far from like your first sem, from taking like the first psychology course, what do you think about it? I think it's like pretty interesting but like uh, depending on like what you like, there's going to be like certain topics that are like more boring than others. It's more dry. So like if you prefer yeah. like the science part then some chapters may be more interesting but if like like the uh behavior or like humanities part then uh, you know some parts will be less boring and stuff so what motivated you to go into psychology why did you decide to go into this psychology course it's actually a really you know like ridiculous reason it's because of like dramas to be honest seriously yeah, because I was like, um, how to say, I got obsessed with like, those like thriller genres and stuff. So I like watched a lot of those and those like, you know, psychopath killers. Uh-huh. And then I also like to listen to those, you know, uh, podcasts about like serial killers. So like, I don't know, it like really interests me. Oh, so, so that's what made you decide to go into psychology? Yeah, in a way. <laughs> wow, very interesting. Okay, so... So it means you want to go into like what solving murders kind of psychology or like like okay investigation right and then there's this person who murdered someone and then you want to be those people who like investigate why did that person do that thing right? Uh yeah yeah there's like a field called like forensic psychology like that's one of the field that I like consider going. Mm, can you explain a little bit about like? Forensic psychology? Uh, it's like uh, you study like the behavior of criminals. It's like uh, in a way kind of related to like criminology. Uh, um, usually they work like closely to uh, like you have to actually take some law courses if I'm not wrong because like you have to determine whether like the criminal is uh, legal, um, allowed for like you know, um, what is, I forgot what's the term called, like, if the person is, uh, like, mentally unstable, they have, like, some kind of exemption. So, like, forensic psychology, like, help with that. Oh. So, um, forensic psychology also, like, uh, there's, like, criminal profiling. So, like, you can narrow down, like, suspects in, like, who is more likely to be, you know, the, like, murderer and such based on like behavior or like yeah uh killing pattern or and then you can also like examine like crime trends and there's also like uh you also can work in like uh like those uh prisoners uh to help them with their mental health treatment so like they can oh cool usually some prisoners they go in there for like substance abuse and stuff maybe you also can help them out you determine like for 
divorce and then uh, usually they have to like take custody of child, right? So like uh, they can help them into determining which parent is more suitable mm. to take them in. So yeah, that's basically it. That's uh, but if you want to do this, you have to uh take law courses definitely. Ah, uh, okay, interesting. You want to do like uh forensic psychology, right? Uh, like forensic psychology is like one of the courses that I consider. There's also like other options. Oh, okay. What other options? Like clinical psychology, which is like uh more focus on just treatment of mental illness and like psychological problems. So oh, yeah, okay. so it kind of like therapist in a way. Ah, uh, so like being a therapist is like it's called clinical psychology. If you want to become a therapist, like you have to in a way like uh take one of the courses related to like clinical psychology. Yeah. Oh okay. But I think to become a therapist, you have to like um, definitely way more than just a bachelor's degree. You have to do like your master's or PhD or something. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Have to study very long, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you told us about forensic psychology and also clinical psychology. So I personally thought lah, psychology was just one thing mm-hmm. and then you study that one thing and then you mm. can um go try or do... Like, I thought psychology was just therapist, honestly. Same. And then now you tell me about, like, there's so many forensic psychology, clinical psychology. So what else there is of psychology that you Uh, can do? You also can do, like, experimental psychology, which, like, you can conduct, like, experiments and research. So, like, you can contribute to, like, those... uh, uh, statistics that you see like oh um like one in five of people are depressed blah 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 something like that you can they mostly focus on like lab experiments and stuff like that so like other psychology that exists also like abnormal psychology which is like uh you know like those like psychopath sociopath so like abnormal psych uh focus on like psychopathology so it's like the uh like different types of mental illness and there's also like social psychology. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one I think you can go into like social. You can become like a social worker, which like, you know, in those movies when you see like uh, mm-hmm. when a child is like being suspected of abuse, then these people will come and do like house visitations, oh, like those kind of people okay. also. And then there's like developmental psychology. So like, uh, these people like. They're examine uh like uh in your life there's like different stages of your growth like uh adolescence uh when you uh, grow old and stuff so uh these people like assist you to like uh in a way adapt to certain life stages mm-hmm. and developers uh the de- developmental psychology also like uh usually they like I think help out kids you know because like they're in the process of growing up and stuff yeah yeah and then there's also like biopsychology this is uh focused more on like biology and behavior like the relationship between like how our body like hormones will like affect our human behavior oh, psychology too yeah yeah that's more focused on like biology oh okay and then there's also like uh cognitive psychology 
which is more on like your brain in a way, like how uh, your attention, your memory, then your language, your problem-solving skills, like your IQ and EQ in a way. Yeah. Oh, okay. So what have you currently learned from forensic psychology? Oh, psychology. Forensic psychology, we haven't actually touched about that. Oh, okay. Yeah, my, my course so far, that one course I took, like so far was just like introduction. They talk about, uh, they so far talk about social psychology, um, some abnormal psychology, and then they talk about cognitive also, and then they talk about some bio, uh, our human body, some of it, and, and yeah, that's it. So like a general view of psychology basically, right? Yeah, yeah. They give like very brief description and after that you can choose to like take specific courses of that. Oh, cool. Okay. So what psychology things have you recently found out that is kind of shocking? I wouldn't say shocking, but like, uh, you know, Sigmund Freud, Freud, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Well, what is that? A person? Yeah, yeah. He's actually like pretty like prominent in psychology. I think if anyone like research about psychology, you will like hear his name. He's pretty famous for like the Oedipus complex or Electra complex. Do you know what that is? No. So that's like, it's actually pretty weird. <laughs> it's like um, when a child like develops like attraction to their opposite sex parents. So like if you're a daughter, you will feel attracted to your father. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, actually, uh, but like it has been like debunked in a way, which I'm glad because it sounds really weird. What, wait, wait, what do you mean like debunks? Like debunk, like as in like it's not really true. Oh, so basically, he said that um, the child would be attracted to the opposite sex of the parents. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Like, you know, those like mama boys or something like that. In a way, Oedipus complex, yeah. Oh, it is a little weird. But it depends on which way you think about it. Yeah, true. Uh, uh, This psychologist, Jong, is actually related to BTS. You know, the album, one of the albums, they talk about the anima and animus, the persona, yeah, the persona, that album. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, they you know they actually base it off like uh the psychologist Jung. What psychologist Jung? No, the person the psychologist name is Jung, J U N. Okay, okay, okay. So like there's anima animus, which is uh anima is like the feminine side, and then the animus is like your masculine side. Okay. And then there's uh your shadow, which is like your dark side of personality okay and then there's also like your persona in which like there's one side of your personality that you show to the world oh okay yeah, very interesting yeah. in that so actually i have a lot of friends who want to study psychology or they are thinking about studying psychology or they are currently studying psychology like you and actually, I feel like it would be good from a psychology mm-hmm. student to give advice to those people who actually want to study psychology. So, what advice do you think you can give to uh, them? So, I only took one course, so take this with a grain of salt. Uh, I will say that a lot of people, you know, they take psychology uh, expecting like something else. So, like, in any case, like, 
you take certain courses and then you feel like psychology is not it, you better change first because like you don't regret it, you know. And a lot of people, there's, uh, I actually heard from my counsellor, you know, my school counsellor when I took psychology that a lot of people will like drop this uh drop course drop this course or like they change majors because they um don't they find psychology not for mm-hmm. them because they go in expecting something else. Oh, okay. And when you first start psychology it's gonna be like pretty boring I would say because it's like just the introduction. But I think after that if you go, uh get through past the boring past there's gonna be a lot of like interesting stuff that you can find out. So like um it depends on you whether you push through that part, you know. And also, like, if you want to uh, become, like, a therapist or, like, something like that, you be prepared to study, you know, like, your master's, your PhD and stuff like that. can expect to be uh, doing something that uh, that's assisting people's, like, mental health uh, without going through that much uh, mm, effort. Okay. I think a lot of people, they take psychology, then they just want to go into, they think of one field only, like clinical psychology. And then and then they, they just expect like four years, okay, that's it. I'm going to become a psychologist, but you need like a doctorate for that. And then it's actually uh, pretty competitive. And then yeah. you have to uh, go apply for like clinical and then you have to go apply for your research. And then uh, there's a lot of like, application progress for that so and then a lot of people like apply for psychology because they don't know they don't know want to study and then they go into like um the in a way like the mental health field and then your heart is not in the right place to help these people so if uh, psychology is really very versatile you don't have to specifically go to like just mental health field you also can use it for like your business or uh, you're going to business also can mm. like other field also you don't have to focus on that only mm. yeah true actually um i i tell my friends uh, those who actually want to take psychology you must be able to like know how to deal with people right and know how to um yeah. like if you cannot um settle your own psychology then best not to do psychology to go and help people unless you do other psychology like what you said all those like statistic or forensic yeah yeah the one not so hard on that not don't deal with people then should be okay but i feel like psychology is a tough thing to do i mean a lot of people say i can help my friend solve this problem i can um listen to my friend's problem but Psychology is like way more than that, right? Yeah, yeah. It's way uh, like deeper. Yeah, definitely deeper. And you gotta be, you gotta have the, it's not just about the certificate, about the qualification. It's also about whether your mental health is strong, right? Yeah, yeah. Because like you really have to listen, uh, properly listen to like uh, people's issues. And then there is a lot of people like I see these psychologists talk there. So it does take a toll on your like mental health. So oh, you yeah, have to definitely. be prepared for that. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you can't do it, then <laughs> better not take it. Yeah. Do you think psychology is a good cause? Every time uh, you hear the word psychology, right? A lot of people are going to tell you that it's a useless cause. Actually, when I took uh, choose. I keep seeing like this post like psychology is useless blah 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 but I think it depends 
on yourself or like what you want to use the degree for if you are like sure on what you want to do because like there's uh, a lot of options with that degree you can go into like I said before like you can go into like business or so uh, communication and stuff like that marketing you mm-hmm. can use it for that also doesn't necessarily have to be like just one strict path for you so in a way yeah I think it's quite versatile yes. so quite good in a way yeah actually I think psychology is a big thing like once you know psychology you know how uh, like a person's mind work and all then you, I feel like it's yeah. a lot of knowledge yeah true so why do people say it's useless because like a lot of people take it and then they don't go and discover like what you can actually do. They're just fixated on that one pathway. Oh, okay. Thank you for answering all those questions about psychology, Karina. Now, I actually did a little research myself and I actually found like a bunch of, actually not a bunch, 10 internet psychology facts. So mm-hmm. I was thinking that maybe we could discuss together and see what is what is it in your point of view for a psychology student about this random fact. Okay. Okay, so the first fact that I found was brain can actually store an estimated 2 million, 2.5 million gigabytes. Is that true? Uh, I don't know like the actual statistics, but um, one of my chapters in psychology will learn about like memory. Yeah. Your long-term memory usually, uh, what people store is usually um, part of like your emotional memory. Like you remember most of the emotions. So I'm not sure if like 2.5 gigabytes is uh, a true fact or not. Yeah, I found that on the internet. But they say, um, research say it seems to be true. Lah, but yeah, I'm not sure. Okay, so the second <laughs> question is if we have... Plan B, our plan A is, is less likely to work. What do you think about this? I think in some way it's true because like, you know there's like a backup true, plan. True. So you are not yeah. as um, determined to make plan A work. True, true. Yeah, that's like how our brain works and sometimes you have something to fall back on. So is having a plan B good? I think it's good and bad. <laughs> uh, but it's definitely, I think having like options is better than having just uh, putting all the eggs in one basket. That's my true, point. True, true, true. Because I also, when I plan things, there's always like, I always want to find a backup plan like in case this plan doesn't work and then, you know, you at least got a backup plan. But the thing is, I also found out that I actually plan more for the backup plan than the original plan. So. Yeah, you tend to focus on like your other plans first yeah, yeah. instead of like executing that yeah. plan. The third question is, we care more about a single person than about massive tragedies. What do you think? Mm, I think it depends because uh, yes, you do care more about like a single person because like if you know that person uh, individually, for example, I know you so I care about you more than like um, I care about like, something that has happened to like a huge group of people in a sense that I can feel more uh, yes. sympathy for you because I personally know you. I'm more like connected, you know. Doesn't yeah. mean that people don't care about like a large group of people. 
It's like your yeah. level of sympathy. Yeah. Actually, when I first saw this question, I, I was thinking, I think it's kind of true because I feel like people are more like emotionally attached to like one or two or three people or, or family or anything more than like a tragedy, like maybe an earthquake. And then a lot of people passed away because of the earthquake or something. Rather than uh, maybe your family or your friend is in trouble. They are more like emotionally attached to like those yeah, people than you know, massive tragedies. Yeah, yeah it impacts you more because you're like, yeah, you know true. that person. Okay, fourth question is, it takes five positive things to outweigh a single negative oh, this thing. Oh, very interesting. Uh, I think yeah. it also depends on the person, like uh, how they manage their emotions. But for me personally, mm-hmm. I will say that it's true for me because like, I dwell on like negative things more than I dwell on like positive things. So like for me, it will take a lot more to make me happy when something bad happens. True, true, true. I I also feel the same thing. I feel like negative things somehow have a way to get into our heads yeah. and like Oh yeah, that there's this like fun fact that um optimistic people live longer than pessimistic people. So yeah. <laughs> okay. But somehow we we can't we just can't help ourselves from they get all the negative things. Like it's it's kinda of weird yeah. how the brain knows like to give you like, you know, you, you're supposed to think about positive things, but your brain keeps telling you, oh, think about all the possibilities, and all the possibilities is actually negative. Yeah, or the worst case scenarios. Yeah. Instead, I mean, have you ever thought, like, why the brain doesn't want to let us think about all the happy, positive things? I think it's, like, part, also part of your, like, coping mechanism, because, like, uh, you just, uh, you want to prepare yourself for like mm. the worst scenario that will happen. Mm. So you're like emotionally ready for that. Yeah. But sometimes we wish that our brain can just not think. Yeah, be positive. Yeah. Actually, I feel like not thinking is better than like having all the negative thoughts. Yeah. Okay. So the next question is, when one rule seems too strict, we want to break more. Hmm. I would say true because um, uh, let's take uh, a parent uh, putting strict rules on a child, for example. The more restrictive you are, like the more rebellious the child is going to be. So like I'm using this analogy. So like if, the, if you put those, uh, too much like restrictions, people are going to uh, be bound to uh, want to break it more because they feel like they cannot do anything. So they just, uh, in the end, they just think, whatever, lah, I'm just going to do this. I'm not allowed to do anything anyways. <laughs> true, true. Have you ever wondered like, like how the human brain does that? Like, it's so funny that the more you restrict, the more you want to do. Or the more you say yeah, no, the that- more you want to do it sort of thing. Yeah, it's like, you, your brain just want to um, cannot resist that in a way your temptation yeah 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 mm. yeah this this fact is definitely true mm-hmm. because like I have seen my uh, friends with like strict parents they definitely are in a way rebel more <laughs> how rebels like rebel more <laughs> I don't know they just like 
you won't expect. It's always the uh good kids that you don't expect to do uh do go uh sneak out behind their parents' back. But most often or not, they do. Okay, question six. There's a reason why we want to squeeze cute things. Oh yeah, there's like a term for it. I forgot what is it. I think something. Uh, I think it's called cu- uh cute aggression or something. Cute aggression. I forgot the name for it. There's like a term for it. Something aggression. Cause like the hum, it's only the humans. Uh, when you they see something cute, they have like this. We want to squeeze it because we have this urge to kill it because we cannot handle the cuteness. Wait, wait, wait. You, we have the urge to kill the cuteness? Yeah, because like, your brain cannot handle the cuteness, so you want to kill it. It's actually a fact, you know? Really? Oh my god, that's so interesting. Yeah. True, true. But then if you want to kill the cuteness, then why do some people like to be cute? Sorry? You want to be cute? Uh, so I think like people want to be cute because like, I think like appeals okay. to other people, you know, like childlike because they think animals are cute. So they also want, in a way, want to make them seem like likable. Mm. Yeah. So the seventh question is, our brain wants us to be lazy. Actually, um, like I see a lot of posts that like say that we are not actually lazy because like uh, when we put uh, things off that we want to do, like, you really feel guilty, right? When you, like, procrastinate stuff. So, like, the the mm-hmm. feeling of yeah. guilt proves that, that we are not actually lazy. We want to do that, but we... Uh, something is, like, holding us back that can be, like, you know, being a perfectionist that can hold you back also, like, uh, into one completing a task because, like, you fear that it... Um, may not turn up good so like you put it off but then you feel guilty so I don't think our brain wants us to be lazy in a way like it's just yeah it's just like a coping mechanism another coping mechanism okay question eight multitasking is impossible yeah that is um in a way true yeah cause like your attention, you get things done actually slower when you're multitask because you, your attention uh, can only focus at one thing at a time. You tend not to notice things uh, when you do two things at once or like, no. multiple things at once. But we humans like to multitask a lot. Yeah, because like we, it's like an illusion that you're more productive when it's really not. <laughs> Okay, so the ninth question that I found was, headaches are caused by a chemical reaction. I think, I think so. I think, yeah, it's like um, your pain receptors, something like that. I'm not, I didn't study this in depth yet about like the brain, so I cannot say anything. <laughs> yeah, actually, I, I cannot remember whether I did study about this in science, but I think, like, somewhat it's true that it was caused by some chemical reaction in the brain. Yeah, the brain's complicated, man. Yeah, the brain is really complicated. Okay, last question. Speaking your goals makes you lose motivation. I think this one also depends, but to me, when you speak your goals to other people, you're more... Too, yeah, yeah. I, I know people say that you're unlikely to succeed when you tell people, but... I think it's the opposite for me because like you already tell people so like you're in a way you want to prove to them so like you're more likely to succeed. That's my theory. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I feel like um maybe talking like sharing your goals to other people is like makes you want to push further. You know, like yeah, cause you have your goals is already out there. So like if you fail, you're more likely to like in a way be judged. Mm, true, true. Yeah. Okay, so we have finished the internet psychology facts, and now Kavina yeah. wants to share with us about like what's the difference between a bachelor's in science and bachelor's in arts for psychology. Yeah. Okay. So psychology. Uh, when you wanna do your your degree, there's uh two bachelors you can do. Like one is science, one is arts. Uh, I think people usually for me, I think people usually think that uh you only can do bachelor of arts for psychology because like that's the most that's the most common uh bachelor for psychology is uh bachelor of science for psychology is not really um how to say available for most universities they usually offer arts only oh. so for bachelor of arts mm. is you focus more on like your social sciences and humanities so like if you want to in a way so like social workers you can take a bachelor of arts huh? but uh, for bachelor of science um it's more emphasis uh put emphasis on like biological and natural sciences so like your biology your chemistry so like you're more you're gonna learn about like your chemicals in the brain how it affects your behavior and stuff and also you cannot mm-hmm. escape maths in psychology whether it's arts or science you have to take statistics courses so yeah that's a heads up if you want to take psychology uh, okay okay so actually why is psychology counted like in arts like I, I hear some of my friends, they want psychology, but they take foundation in arts. Right. Foundation in arts, like, usually, foundation in arts is, like, uh, more, like, business courses, right, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, so, like, usually, they take psychology for, like, um business mm-hmm. courses, cause, like, for marketing strategies and stuff. We actually learn that, like, lowball techniques and stuff like that. So, like, how to appeal to your clients and stuff. Oh, how do you like know which one you want to take actually? Mm, I think it depends on like what you uh want to do for if you if you want to double major, right? It's easier for you to take Bachelor of Arts or Psychology and you can like do a double major, but for like, science it's much harder. And also for Bachelor of Science in Psychology, it's a lot of uh science-related courses like biology, chemistry, stuff like that. If you don't really like those subjects, then maybe arts is better for you because like uh you can take much more electives in a way like you're not uh, really restricted to the like uh course you are supposed to take as compared to science. Mm, yeah, yeah. Science is like only those science mm-hmm. things. Okay, so I think we have come to an end for today's topic, talking about psychology and psychology facts. So now we have reached the song recommendation. So today's song recommendation, I will be recommending one and Kavina will be recommending one. And my song I recommend this week is called Love Back by Why Don't We. It's a very fun, upbeat song. So here's a little preview of it. I still got your halo hanging on the corner of my bed, but when I look closer, that shit was packed.
still got your fingerprints left all over my heart the same way you will leave your lipstick on my glass. Showed you a heaven, it tastes like put it on my tag. Gave you my money and my time, you can keep all that, all that. Yeah, so that's the song I recommend this week. Love Back by Why Don't We? And next is Kavina. Um, the song I'm recommending is Blind by Role Model. She got the gold hoops, proud of it. I'm in love with all of it. Exploit didn't get the picture, cut him out of it. I fall pretty hard, never really get far. You make everyone look like they aren't anyone. That's the snippet. It's a uh, role. Mo- uh, sorry, blind by role model. Oh my god, it's such a nice song. I feel like both of our songs are like similar. Got has like a similar vibe to it. Yeah, our role model got a lot of like great songs you can check out. So okay, so that's for our song recommendation section. And now I'm gonna move on to the storytelling section. Actually, I had this story for a really long time written in my book. I haven't actually gotten the chance to tell it. You guys can just close your eyes and imagine or not. So this story is called A Single Strand by Jin from BTS. So long, long time ago, there lived a boy with a single strand of hair. He looked at the mirror and wondered why he has no hair unlike other animals. So the boy decided to take off on a journey to find the hair that looks good on him. On his way, he met a wolf and he said, Wolf, can I borrow your fur? And the wolf said, Okay, young boy. But the wolf's fur was too rough and it didn't look good on the boy's head. So then the boy decided to go find another fur. On his way, he met a goose. But the goose fur was too hot, making the boy sweat. He decided to go look for another hair, another fur. And on his way, he met a pine tree. And the boy put the pine tree's leaves on his head. And because, of, because the boy couldn't do photosynthesis, the pine on his head died. And then the boy was really sad because he couldn't find the right hair for him. So he came back home feeling devastated. And he looked at himself in the mirror. But unlike other first, the boy had a single strand of hair which looked perfect on him. The boy gained confidence and decided to love his single strand of hair that looks perfect for him. And then the boy lived happily ever after, taking good care of his hair. His one single strand of hair. The end. That's the story. Uh, why is, uh, what goes on in Jin's mind? Yeah, I know. This was actually written 
by Jin and Jungkook from BTS. And I actually just took it out from one of their episodes that they did. And I found it very interesting, so I decided to share it with you guys. Well, we have reached the end of the episode. I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. Quite interesting about psychology and all. It's the first episode to be talking about psychology and all. So I want to thank Kavina for being on the show today to share her experiences and also tell us a little bit psychology facts. Yeah, thank you for inviting me. I'm not good at talking, so yeah. <laughs> but I think you did a really good job. Don't you guys think she did a really good job? Okay, so I hope you guys have a great day today, wherever you are. Good morning, good evening, or good night. And yeah, we will see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye-bye.